I wanted to begin the instruction period this morning emphasizing a couple of qualities that I think are very helpful to our practice. As a teacher, I know it's my great aspiration to um, help you to practice in a way that doesn't perpetuate suffering. And sometimes the very way we approach our practice seems to uh, be loaded and filled with ideas that actually work against the practice. In my own journey, it's felt like there's been a continual uncovering of these ideas, ideas I don't even realize are there. But what I've come to see is that practice is really very simple. And this was evident in Joseph's instruction last night, to sit and know that you are sitting. It's so simple on one level to just know what our experience is. Vipassana, or insight meditation, is a practice to see things as they are in their nature. And yet many times we're so selective about what we want to see. We want to see peace, calm, tranquility. We don't want to see anger, aversion. We don't want unpleasant physical sensations. But it's to see it all and to know it in its nature. If we can let our practice be very simple, it brings a great ease. Our job is just to recognize what the mind is knowing. And this knowing happens spontaneously. As we are sitting here right now, there can be many experiences that are known. We may know body sensations. There may be a knowing of sound. Sounds outside, sounds in the room, sound of my voice. There may be mind states that are known. Maybe there's restlessness, agitation, or calmness, peace. At times there may be thoughts that are occurring. And as we sit here, just in pointing to any of these experiences, we can see that there is a simplicity in just knowing this. We don't need to create what is known. We don't need to fabricate it in any way. It simply needs to be recognized. So we can practice from a place of recognizing what is being known. And yes, this will change a lot. It can change very rapidly at times. The steadiness comes from just paying attention to this process. What the mind is recognizing. 
So the practice being simple in recognizing our experience, whatever it is. The complication, of course, comes in that we have habits of distraction, habits of not paying attention, habits of attachment, aversion. Also needing to recognize this. But seeing if we can practice in a way that allows the unfolding, allows the Dhamma to reveal itself. We don't have to create the Dhamma. It's here right now. It's With this simplicity, it's also helpful to relax, to see where the tension comes in, to see where the wanting happens, and see if we can relax. Sense of settling back. The quality of receptivity helps to strengthen this relaxation. A sense of receiving experience. Receiving the breath. Receiving sounds. Receiving thoughts. It's not that we want to perpetuate the thoughts, but to know that this is what is occurring in our experience in this moment. With this simplicity, this quality of relaxation, we also need to have interest in this process. What is occurring? What is happening? What is being known? We probably know from our own experience that if someone's speaking and we have no interest, it's really hard to connect, to pay attention. But if this interest is there, it brings a steadiness, a willingness to look, to see. And this interest is a non-interfering interest. It's, you know, what is the mind recognizing? What is being known? It's that, it's like a turning a light on in the mind. Just to see, to know, to understand. And of course, this is nothing we can um, force. The practice is really about relaxing into the unfolding turning up as best we can in each moment without being hypervigilant in that. Finding the ease of just recognizing this experience. So in the sitting meditation. Finding a stable posture.
where the body feels relaxed and at ease as much as possible, where it feels supported, supported by the earth. where there's an uprightness that supports wakefulness. And to sit and know that you're sitting. Knowing our experience, whatever it may be. When sensations in the body are prevalent. It's a way to know the nature of the body. To know pressure, heat, tightness. coolness. Knowing this body directly and immediately as it is. Maybe sensations of breath. Sounds. Knowing what the mind is recognizing. Noticing if there's a quality of relaxation here, the sense of settling back and receiving experience as it is, or if there's a sense of wanting, wanting to create. Seeing if we can settle back and receive 
receiving this experience as it is. The mind starts to wander. There's many thoughts. You can just recognize thinking is occurring. Recognizing whatever is being known. and doing this as often as possible. There may be times when the thoughts seem endless and have such a strong pull, or there's some sense of confusion where it might be helpful to be with a stable, more stable object for a period of time, such as the breath, the sitting posture, or hearing. Returning the awareness, the attention to these experiences. And after a period of time, once again, it's practicing with the simplicity of recognizing what is being known. There's no one object that is better than any other object. It's just the recognition of what is being known.
moment by moment, recognizing sounds, thoughts, mind states, whatever is present. as it is. Three simple guidelines. Relax. Recognize awareness. And stay interested.
recognizing what is being known in this moment.
Noticing if there's any sense of struggle happening. Can you relax with this and know the experience? As it is, This moment, without needing to create or modify. remembering that at times it may be helpful to let the mind rest with one aspect of experience. With hearing. Or the body sensations, sitting. Or the breath.
So our practice is to train the mind to be present. And this practice is something that is not limited to our sitting meditation. It really, the continuity that we need uh, to help concentration to deepen, to help the mind to stabilize, is a training that comes moment to moment by each moment that there is this recognition of what is being known, when we start to put moments together, there comes a great power and stability in the mind. And we can recognize what is. But it relies upon us doing this moment by moment. You know, if we have one moment of mindfulness and seven hours later have another moment of mindfulness... Mindfulness is not so strong. But if we really work with just setting in our minds this intention to know, to be present for what's occurring, and we just keep returning to this. So, you know, we get lost many times, but we just stay steady in the recognition when we have the opportunity. If we can work with that steadiness in an easeful way, our practice can really unfold quite naturally. If we start to have demands about it, it can get quite painful. If we get discouraged and judge, it also becomes very painful. So this morning, I'd just like to encourage you to see if you can set this intention just to recognize what the mind is knowing in any moment, whether you're sitting, walking, standing, lying down. The Buddha talked about practicing in all four postures. We practice from the time we wake up to the time we fall asleep, but in an easeful way, but steady. It's the steadiness that really helps us. So in a few moments, I'm going to give uh, some instruction for the walking meditation. But first, just to see if there's any questions. Tomorrow, uh, the instructions will continue, and we will also begin the interview process where, you know, what we're giving in the hall is a very general instruction. Um, You know, everyone may need tweaking here and there, which you can get in guidance from your teacher teachers you'll be just so you know that each of you will be working with two teachers and you'll alternate between these two teachers Um, tomorrow half of the people will be seen and the next day the other half will be seen so if when the lists go up your name isn't there don't worry you should be on the next day's list but so during those interviews you will receive more guidance more individual guidance so right now, just to see if, you know, if I've said something that totally confuses you and you feel like you just won't make it through the day if you don't get this question answered, please feel free to ask that. But just to know there will be more specific guidance coming your way. So is there any questions? Yes.
Yes, I will. Thank you for asking. (laughs) So the question, in case you couldn't hear in the back, is about it seems like the focus of the instruction has changed from focusing on the breath to to opening up to everything. Could I just comment on that? There are many different ways to practice. That there is at times different emphasis given to different aspects of practice. Um, And so, (sighs) interesting. There can be times in our practice when it is very helpful to let the mind rest with the breath. That this can, you know, if, if we find, we sit down and we find that we are lost in thought for long periods of time, or there's just such a sense of instability and restlessness, which can be worked with, but it may be feeling overwhelming for some reason. There's something that's overwhelming. It may be helpful to let the mind steady on the breath. To, to really just allow that to be the place the, that the attention returns to, you know, other experiences arise and we just come back to the breath. That can be a very helpful way of practice. And at times it's been given strong emphasis. What I think we're trying to encourage is that what, what, I, what I've seen happen in my own teaching is that then some people will set that up as That's what needs to happen in practice. That's what the mind should be doing. And then you sit down and you have all kinds of experiences. And there may be recognition of that, but you have the idea that the mind should be on the breath. And then you're a failure. You're no good. But really, the training can be to really just be mindful in any moment and to know what is occurring. So there, hopefully within the instructions that we give, there will be a place for both. There will be a place where when it's really helpful to allow the mind to connect and sustain the attention with one particular aspect of experience. And also that we don't set up that hierarchy of that being better than some other experience. And that we, it really allows us to open to the totality of what the mind is aware of. So within that, I think we are emphasizing a lot more openness than we maybe have in past retreats here. Um, And I know for myself, that comes from what I'm finding helpful. And... So that's my, you know, a sense of my offering of what I'm finding helpful. And it's not to diminish any other way of practice. And that that's where, you know, in saying that you'll receive individual instruction, that some of you may find that it works better to really uh, work with the breath, sound, body, um, in a slightly more directed way. It's always an interesting challenge to sit with a large group of people and to offer instruction that's helpful to everyone. 
<laughs> One of the things that I know when I really shifted into a more simple way of practice was I discovered how much subtle striving I had. And, you know, the, it was just suddenly evident. Wow, I'd really wanted, you know, I really wanted to sustain on an object. I really wanted, you know, had a, an underlying idea that if my practice was going well, I'd be really calm. And, you know, that objects would be known in perfect ease. And it didn't allow for a lot of what was happening. And then suddenly, you know, it was just this sense of, oh, yeah, anger is happening, and this is what can be known. It was, you know, it just felt like I was able to include on another level. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, she's experiencing allergies and a lot of itchiness in the body and just would like some guidance about how to know uh, how to just be with itchiness or when it's okay to move. Um, I'd like to say that one can have just as the underlay there, not a right or wrong, but to be mindful. And so whether you're sitting with itchiness, irritation, whether there is the need to move, to scratch your nose, that mindfulness be the base, not the activity, not the experience. So there's complete freedom in a sense, and yet, you know, in our lives, we have such habits that as soon as we hit discomfort, move, change. It, it, you know, it's just amazing to see how deeply ingrained that is. So if, if we're first responding by that habit, but we're mindful of it, we begin to see it. And that might become instructive in itself. So that's a way that wisdom unfolds within the practice. We see that, oh, you know, it's just this knee-jerk reaction to something that's unpleasant. Um, Having interest in this whole situation can be really helpful. You know, and uh, as I said in the beginning of the sitting, it's not an interfering interest, but it's just like, Opening the mind to this experience, what's happening here? You know, not with an idea about how one should be, what one should do with it, how one should be, what's underlying it, but just, oh, what's happening here? And then it's the opportunity to know the nature of the body, that there's tingling, there might be warmth, there might be... um, Sniffly, (laughs) I don't know, sensations that come with that. And it's like, just, can that be known as it is? And then maybe we see that, oh, there's reaction in the mind, there's agitation, there's not liking. Be aware of that. That's okay. This is what's happening. This is your practice. Just remembering, you don't need to get rid of this to practice, but you practice with this. 
And, uh, you know, we will find if, if mindfulness is present, you know, it can come. Sometimes wisdom comes in and something needs to change. But it's seen with wisdom rather than being that knee-jerk reaction. You know, maybe we, we become aware that there is a scent that is triggering it, and maybe if we sat somewhere else, we wouldn't have that scent. Or, you know, that's just an example. But it's like when we pay attention, more information comes, understanding deepens, and a wise response can happen. But I just encourage you to let it be there. It's okay. And, and on one level, you know, just be with both body and mind as it's, as it's occurring, as reaction happens, seeing if that can be let go of or let be, you know, relaxing with this. And then at times we may, on the relative level, need to do something different. Okay. Okay, so I'd like to move on to the walking instruction. Um, and to begin this, I think I'd like for us to stand up and do a short exercise together. So if you'd like to stand up, which is probably a helpful stretch at this point, and then to find a place where you'll be able to take a couple of steps in front of you without bumping into anyone or anything. So standing with your feet about shoulder width apart. And, you know, standing is a posture in itself. So mindfulness of standing. We begin right there, once again, with simply knowing this experience. And noticing if there's any tension any holding, and just seeing if there can be a relaxing with. As you're standing, bringing the awareness to the top of your head, and just noticing if any sensations are present. Or it's just a sense of this part of the body. Letting the attention come down to your forehead. the area around your eyes, seeing what's present, what the mind recognizes, maybe tightness, moisture, and 
relaxing with, bringing the attention to the area of the cheekbones, the jaw, just noticing, receiving, and the mouth, sensations in the mouth. tingling, moisture, vibrations, and then bringing the attention to the back of the head, down into the neck, And the shoulders, just noticing there's a difference in the sensations of each shoulder. Bringing the attention down into the upper arm. And the elbows. The lower arms. The wrists. the hands, the fingertips, and bringing the attention up into the chest, front of the chest, whatever sensations are present, the back of the chest, down into the abdomen. the pelvic area, the hips, 
down into the upper thigh. The knees. The lower legs. The ankles. And the feet. With the basis of walking, knowing that you are walking, beginning to lift your right heel and know the experience. Pushing the foot forward and dropping it down. If you need to open your eyes to keep your balance, this is fine. Slowly lifting the left heel, knowing the experience, moving forward, dropping it, and bringing your right foot to be beside your left. And standing and knowing that you are standing. Knowing the experience of this body, this mind, as it is. Simple and direct in its immediacy. taking a few steps to find your cushion again, once again sitting down. Continuing the practice as you do so. Sorry about that. <laughs> Thank you. So, walking meditation. Letting it, too, be simple. But, you know, the exercise, I, I like to do it because it helps to get in touch with knowing the experience of the body 
within the body. You know, just the sense of allowing that what transpires to arise, be known, and disappear. When we're doing walking meditation, first to really notice if you have an attitude about it. You know, I know for myself, when I first was doing meditation, sitting was the real practice. And walking was what you did when you couldn't sit anymore. Not helpful. (laughs) Um, So really working with continuity, even from the time you get up from your cushion, letting it all be practice. And with walking meditation, although you know, it's just to walk and know that you are walking, it can be helpful to find somewhere where you can walk back and forth just because our habits are so strong. You know, that, that it's easy. I've also seen this in my own mind on retreat where walking comes along and, oh, oh well, we may need to go to the toilet, and that's very real, <laughs> not to discourage you from that. <laughs> but, um, you know go walking, go have a cup of tea, oh, go and check out what's happening in the garden, oh, I think there's something in my room I need, you know, and we can find just ways of walking all over, which is fueled by needing distraction. And so just to help simplify and to work, you know, so often in our lives when we're walking, we're going somewhere, and the mind is ahead of itself, so we want to have that, that sense of receiving experience, that sense of re- receptivity, settling back, you know, to walk, take one step and know that walking is occurring. You know, it's, that's, it's that sense of receiving, settling back. Sometimes, for some people, it's helpful to slow down. I like to say around speed, it's really to walk at the speed that best supports mindfulness. And that will change in the course of a day. You know, there's no thing that's holy about going really, really slow. And if the mind's really agitated, you know, it might not be so helpful. But it's really to see what helps to connect and know experience. And so, you know, just to walk and know you're walking. And within that experience of walking, it will be very much like sitting, that sometimes we may be aware of the legs moving the soles of the feet, the, the sense of the body moving through space. Sometimes there will be a thought to recognize thinking as occurring. Sometimes there may be sounds to recognize hearing is occurring. So again, you know, it's very, very similar to the walking practice, I mean to the sitting practice, but it's done walking, it's done in movement, it's done actively with activity in the body. But it's that same basis, simply knowing what is occurring. And again, at times it may be helpful to let the mind uh, stabilize on one aspect of experience, where, you know, for a period of time, maybe being aware of the movement of the legs, or the movement of the whole body, or of hearing. Know that really what helps connect and know this experience. And then, you know, when there's, if there's a sense of stability, one opens again to the totality of experience.
in walking, it's really helpful to be inclusive of seeing because we will be seen. You know, if we're not seen, we'll bump into walls, people, you know, and yet so often we don't recognize when seeing is occurring. And so it's just to notice seeing happens just in the same way hearing happens. That with uh, hearing, you know, did you do anything? No, it happened. The, the knowing of that occurred. When our eyes are open, seeing happens. And so it's the recognition of that. And then sometimes seeing moves into looking, where there's an intention, a more active form. Uh, uh, could be an interest in the specifics of what's being seen. And we just recognize that movement of mind. Being inclusive. And when it's helpful, letting it be with just one aspect of experience. Really letting this practice be a play that happens throughout the whole day. You know, I'm talking now about walking, but it applies to eating, our yogi jobs. It applies to showering, it applies to everything we do. Just doing this moment by moment in an easeful way. So is there any questions about the walking practice? Yes. Okay, so the question is around, is it uh, helpful to alternate more systematically through seeing, hearing, moving, sometimes touching is included, uh, or just to open to everything? This is something, a question that we have to pay attention to the effects of how we practice and what's helpful. And that for some people... At some times, it will be very helpful to systematically move through. And that, that may be a way of practice that you're familiar with. And so if that really helps you to connect, to know your experience, because it doesn't matter what your experience is, that's fine. If out of that you find that there comes a rigidity, a tightness in how you're practicing, then you might want to open up more to everything. Um, it's, it's really important that we notice the effect of how we practice. And, and we can't do that, you know, uh, in, a, in a harsh way or a judgmental way. But it's like doing the seeing, hearing, moving, touching. And 
it, it, it's helping to stabilize awareness. We see that. Yeah, it's helpful. And then there might come a point where it's just not as helpful, where th- that's bringing in a tightness, and then we let it go. We, there are many, many tools of practice. And I th- for myself, it's been helpful to keep practice as simple as possible, and then at times a tool is needed. You know, it's like digging a well. And, you know, sometimes you hit different terrain, and it destabilizes for a while. And so as a means of helping to stabilize, one brings in a skillful means. Yeah. Yes. When you say the words, what uh, uh, is it like a noting or? Uh huh. Uh huh. So using the noting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.